What's up, guys? Welcome back to another podcast with Fitquay. And today I will be giving you guys the insight or really the reason why I joined the military. Um, so joining the military for me, guys, uh, specifically the Army, um, for me, it was about putting myself through the pain, you know, uh, because I had I was so immune to pain. I had already been through so much in my life, you know, um, that. I had already and I had already experienced so much in my life that I knew whatever came next, um, that I, I would be able to conquer and get over. Um, no matter if it meant um, starting with the army, you know, stripping myself down, you know, and, and starting and building my, myself all the way up. I knew whatever the process may be, the pain, the suffering, that I knew on the other side of that mountain that I was going to be successful, and I would come out on the other side of that mountain stronger than before. So um, when I was younger, uh, when I was growing up, man, I was just due to my circumstances and the way that I was I grew up, man, uh, I was automatically put into a bad situation. You know, I was around violence and, and gangs and and just drugs and just a lot of, you know, things that that kids shouldn't even really be around. But that kind of forced me to grow up a lot faster than what I what I originally did. Uh yeah so um and that that was already tough and it's on its own uh but not to mention you guys that uh, I w- I'm actually from Alabama um so that's the the you probably you guys probably know it as a dirty south and it, it is exactly that um yeah so growing up there man it was already pretty tough in its in its own um being in that environment you know uh you know some some people may look down on you because maybe the the skin at the skin tone that you have or the color of your skin whatever the case may be but um it's kind of hard to 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 thrive in a in a situation uh like that you know there were nights man that uh I slept with the lights out used candles for lights man um flashlights I didn't have any food um you know didn't have water had to use water from the neighbors stay with my friends to even have a that opportunity to go shower, wash my clothes, you know, certain things like that. Just being in that situation uh, and growing up like that, man, it, it's definitely not something that you will want your kids to go through if you're a father or, or a mother. And that that was already tough on its own. Uh, yeah, guys, that that was already tough on its own. And uh, I also didn't I also didn't have a dad. Uh, I I don't know who my dad is. Um, and that also played a, a major role in the way that I grew up, because if you guys know having a dad and having someone to really show you the route and and just uh, take you in and show you everything, guys, that is absolutely everything. So I never had a dad. But what I did have was my older brother that took that place of my uh, of my dad. And he really showed me the route and, and showed me how to do everything. Uh, from the time that I grew up, man, the only thing I can, from the furthest memory I can remember of my older brother, he has always been uh, an entrepreneur, no matter what it's been, man. He's he's established so many businesses and so many ideas. And he, you know, it was him that taught me how to um, speak up. You know, it was him that taught me how to uh, be take more pride in doing everything that I do and doing every rep, uh, doing every rep uh, the best I can, 120%. You know, because there's someone out there working harder than you. Every every time you pick up a weight, there's someone right there on the other side of the world picking up that weight that wants to be better than you. So um, he really uh, uh he really established, helped me establish that, and he instilled in me that work ethic. And uh, I really do thank my older brother for that. Um, but 
Yeah, so growing up with him, man, and, and seeing the things that he done and how he carried himself and how he really mentored other kids to want to be better. And then I seen how he how he really motivated people and it it kind of struck something in me. And ever since I can remember, guys, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur uh, and just want to take control of what I can really control. So growing up at a younger age, I, I couldn't control any of that. So we're going through elementary school and, um, you know, I was just going through elementary school. That's when I really started playing sports, going through all this stuff, you know, lights being out, staying at hotels and, you know, just doing these certain things, you know, um, it kind of it just kind of I never really thought about it, but it kind of did play a role as I grew up. So we get here um, to middle school and I'm playing uh, baseball with some of my friends. And uh, I was I was at a I was in a tough place at the time, but I would never forget this. Um, um, I was playing ball and I, I had made all stars and uh, but I didn't have a ride. I couldn't afford to play. Um, and uh, this guy named my coach, Mark. He actually, Mr. Bozeman, he he um he kind of took me and my brother in, and from that from that day forward, he's always been by our side, helping us with everything. And he even took us in, and we lived with him for a while. And that that's probably one of the bigger blessings that I've received in my life so far. Um, and he really helped helped me show uh like see everything for more than what it is because growing up as a as a young African American adult. Um, you don't really get to see a whole lot of everything. You just get to see the snippet of what what's shown to you, you know, what's put on your platter. And it's it's not a lot, uh, you know, so um, I really do thank Mark for that. And, you know, being able to see the luxury of the living that you that you are able to have if you work your ass off, that kind of that kind of struck something in me as well. Um, I saw how well Mark carried himself and he owned these different businesses and how much money that he I know that it takes to have uh to run these businesses and everything uh I just that kind of struck something in me like because I would stay there you know and then I would go back to my house where there's roaches and you know there's rats and then there's like living in poverty and that would just that that kind of made me just think about what am I doing wrong what is he doing right that I'm not doing or that my parents didn't do what can I do to be better? So, you know, I was thinking about that for a while. And uh, so we get here to high school, right? I'm playing sports and um, this motivational speaker come and talk to the school. And um, at the time, I didn't, you know, like these motivational speakers, they always come to your school and you're just like, oh, man, I, like it's just another speaker. Right. But what this speaker said to me kind of struck me, you know, kind of struck something in me. Um, and it definitely struck my twin brother because um, it struck me because it struck my twin brother, you know, because my twin brother stopped playing sports. We played sports together uh, our whole lives. And he, you know, with a dy dynamic duo, he just stopped playing sports altogether. And he went into ROTC. And uh, it was kind of strange to me, like, you know. Uh, I made fun of him, you know, as a twin, as his twin brother. I made fun of him, joked about him. Everyone joked about him. But... What I failed to realize is that my twin brother had a plan and that plan has gotten him so, so far in life, even speaking now, you know, my, my twin brother has accomplished so much and, uh, and me looking back at that and I'm just like, like, wow, he really, you know, he really went and took that next step. And, um, so yeah, that, that changed him. And then going forward, uh, he left, uh, yeah, so dude, uh, ROTC in high school, and I was he left me. I was playing sports, whatever, and um, so 
the next thing that happens, right, is um, so we get we come back to school like second semester, and um, they put me in RCC thinking that I was t- Jaquise, thinking I was my twin brother. Well, you know, me not being interested in the military whatsoever, you know. I was like, whoa, this isn't right. Um, you guys have me in the wrong class. I got down there. I was acting a fool. Um, I just didn't want to be in there. Like weeks on weeks, I would just be down there, just, you know, just not paying attention to anything. Well, you know, it's getting closer towards the end of the year. And um, my twin brother's already signed his contract and everything with the Army. And um, he's wanting me to uh, to do this, um, this competition with him uh, because – Every year they have this competition to see who has the best ROTC program. And this really meant a lot to my brother because they came in. Uh, he was first overall last year, but they came in second pl- or they came in third place last year. And he really wanted to win it before he went to the military. So he comes to me and he asked me, he said, man, will you please do this for me, bro? I know you can help us out, bro. And we could possibly win this. We got third last year. He said, I know that we can uh, we can win this. He said, I have faith. Well, I kind of brushed it off. And then the uh the um the first sergeant came in there he was talking to me and he said man why are you why are you in here like what is your purpose i know that you can't get out but why what is your purpose of coming here every day like you're not you're not attempting to learn anything he was like you, and you never know where this can take you he asked me he said what do you do when you get home and i you know i was speechless i i didn't know what to say you know, I, I really didn't. He said, are you going to, uh, he asked me, he said, are you in any, are you taking up any trade? No, sir, I'm not. He said, well, what do you plan to do after high school? He was like, because he said, do you have any scholarship offers? I was like, no, sir. Well, he asked me, well, he said, well, why the hell are you in my class wasting our time? He said, are you, he said, you need to start putting some effort towards your future. He's like, and this could be that for you. He said, it would, it was God's will that you were put in my class. He's like, so you need to start taking this seriously because you never know what you can get out of it. Well, I took that to heart and uh, and he was just telling me like how it changed his life as well. Like, you know, so I took that to to the heart and then like come around like Saturday morning, uh, Jaquise is getting ready to get up and he's going to this uh, competition that they had. And uh, he walks out and he's like, like, man, he's like, he said, so you're not going? And I was like, nah, bro. So he walks out of the door. And like 10 minutes later, I it, I instantly just feel bad. I'm just like, man, I'm like, man, what am I doing? I was like, put forth some effort. Let me just try this out and see where this goes. So we, I end up going and like everyone's on the bus and they're about to get ready to pull off. But I show up, man, when I, when I hopped up on the bus, the first sergeant greeted me and gave me a hug and shook my hand and said, said, thank you for the change of heart. And he said, uh, he just said that to me. And then my brother, he just like, he was tearing up. He just gave me a hug because like he didn't, he didn't expect me to come, you know? So I ended up coming and we get to the uh, competition and, uh, you know, and I was just, I just got there. I was doing my thing, you know, and I ended up, uh, long story short, I ended up coming first overall. Jaquise came in second overall, but he, he had a first overall, uh, the part the year prior. Well, um, I came in first overall over in the push-ups, the sit-ups, and the two-mile run, um, and we did, we really done pretty good in that competition, you know, and uh, that kind of opened my eyes. I was thinking, like, what am I doing? I have all this talent, and, you know, because being, you know, like, I was, I was fully, I, 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 like, I was fully invested in that, 
want to become an athlete like everyone is. I grew up playing sports and that was that in my head, that was my way out. That's the only thing that I ever knew in my life was sports, man. Sports on top of sports on top. That was what I was have been working for. But, you know, just being not being the right size and, you know, factors determining it, not having the right grades, you know, slacking in school because of what I had going on at home. It kind of carried over and I didn't have the right attitude towards school to stay focused. That, you know, that that in itself right there kind of got me um, to think like this, I could this could change my route. So this idea that was never on my vision board, it was never on my vision board for a month later, two months prior or two months uh, later, not even five years down the road. This was never on my vision board. So we get around and my twin brother, uh, he he leaves for the military. And to be honest with you guys, I was scared to death. You know, I was extremely scared because I didn't know. If that was the first time I had been without my twin brother in in what eighteen years, I was with my twin brother all the time, man. If you saw him, you saw me. If you saw me, you saw him most of the time. So I was scared. I didn't know what to do. My older brother's pursuing his dreams, coaching at a uh, college football. Uh, he's coaching for a college football team. Uh, my twin brother just left for the military, and here I am sitting there, like, what am I gonna do? I visited a couple schools about playing basketball, you know. And uh, but I I couldn't start until the year prior. You know, I had visited uh Alabama A and M about playing basketball. You know, uh, just different schools. But I just thought like, okay, I had talked to my older brother about the decision, and just on the outside looking in, uh, you know, I I really did see all my other friends that went to college. I didn't want to be one of those shoulda coulda woulda guys. Um, you know. I didn't want to be a guy that went off to play sports and then it's back at home. That's what I didn't want to do. So uh, on a, I got some more advice from my older brother about the decision. And he said, uh, he was telling me that, man, college life is hard. He said, and if you don't have a, he said, even if you got a full ride, if you don't have, if you don't, if you don't have a lot of money now, it's going to be hard to live. He's like, cause I know guys that, that play for us and on the line and they're linemen, they're like, what 300 something pounds like six six 300 something pounds and here they are struggling in college they can't eat they're starving you know so like that's what i thought about and i thought about okay uh talking to my twin brother as well since he was already in, in the military at this time it would be a better decision a better investment for me to join the military you know and really elevate myself because at the time i really lacked uh leadership skills um, that's something I can be uh, 100% honest with myself about. I lack leadership skills. Um, so I knew in order to be that entrepreneur and ele- really elevate myself into like, because looking back on those things I saw Mark doing um, and like progressing with his businesses, man, I, I really wanted to be be that person. I really want to be becoming an important person because in my life, uh, or the early stages of my life, I wasn't important. I was um just being an African American, you are not you you just are made to feel not important. Like especially growing up in the South, I I really felt as if I was not important enough. Especially not in, not important enough to where where people wanted to be around like be around me or you know like where people wanted to come to me about advice like they did, but I wanted it to be even more like I looked at my phone and I would see these I'll watch these YouTube videos and these people like they have two phones 
and I'm sitting here like, wow, I only have one. That means that I'm not where I need to be. How do I get to where I want to be? You know, because where I because where I want to be is be successful, you know, in what I set out to do. But where I need to be is right here in a in in this certain situation where I can elevate to where I want to be, if that makes any sense to you guys. So in my head, I thought, okay, well, where I want to be is to be a successful entrepreneur running my business and making money, you know, and giving back to the people and giving back to my community and my environment and letting these kids really know that if you work hard enough, if you work your ass off, you can really do great things in this world. It doesn't matter your skin tone. It doesn't matter your circumstances. It doesn't matter your situation. The only thing that matters is if you are willing to make let your circumstances become your excuse. There are no excuses in this world, guys. There are none at all. If you're willing to put your pride to the side like I done and I joined this military because I knew that it wasn't going to be easy. I, I knew that. I knew that 100%. I knew that. But I was willing to come here. So what I done is I hit my older brother up, knowing that he's a college coach, whatever. Um, so, and he really started training me. I trained for this military thing maybe a year, a year out. So like this military, the the process for me, it might be different for other people, but for me, the military process was just it was kind of it was long, man. Like getting into the military, it's not as easy as you would think it is. It probably took me about like half a year, or a year to get into into the military. But I was already training for that moment where when I swore in and I went to basic training, I was ready. I was completely ready. So my older brother trained me. We would train hard hours, man, just being trying to get my mind physically ready and be get my body physically ready. Because at the time I felt as if I was ready Physically, just because I have endured so many things through my life. But what I failed to realize is that I wasn't, you know, like when I got the basic, my mental really broke down because I was thinking like, okay, I thought that I was ready, but you're not completely ready for anything. You may prepare and you may you may prepare, but that's like that's like for us going into like a mission or anything or say if something happened, you might you might train so hard. But you're not completely ready for that situation until it happens. I'm going to say that one more time. You can prepare your whole life for something. And you can think that you're ready, but you are not ready until that situation happens. But then by that work that you've put in and the hours that you've put in for practicing and studying, that kicks in. And then you realize that then you just realize and you become thankful for the hours that you put in. I'm telling you, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. They are big time performers. And when you look at these guys, man, R.P. Kobe, but when you when you look at these guys, these guys practice late game shots. They practice putting up these kind of numbers in a game. But they are not completely ready for that moment. And they're not ready until they pull that shot and they hit that shot. They're not ready for it. They're not going into a game, okay, I'm pra- okay, I-, I know I'm going to have to. They're not doing that. But what they do is they practice. So when that situation comes up, 
they're ready because they know the reps that they put in in the in the gym shooting. They know that okay, I can hit this shot. But they're not. You can shoot a shot all day long, but you're not ready for the circumstance of that shot. You're not ready for a guy's hand to be in your face. You're not ready to get the ball at half court and ha- and have to go down court and make a three pointer in three seconds. You're not ready for that. You can be. You're just not ready for it until the situation happens. So that that's what I'm trying to say, guys. I thought that I was completely ready, and I wasn't until I got here. And it took me a couple weeks, you know, to to get my mental here together. But then what I realized is that. I had already I had already been through so much in my life. So what I I just took some time to reflect. So I had already I what what I had to realize is that I had already went days without eating. I had went days without drinking water. I had went days wearing the same clothes, being made fun. I had I had done that, you know? And I had to realize that those things were just put into practice, not because I knew that I was coming to the armor, not because I just done those. Those things were my circumstance and my situation that I that I had no control of. But in terms of what I done was turn those things around and use those for the greater good. Are you track are you guys tracking what I'm trying to tell you? You have to take the situation and circumstance that you are put into, not by your choice, but Take those and turn those around and use those for the greater good. It doesn't matter your situation. It doesn't matter your circumstance. You can conquer anything in life as long as you are willing to, as long as you are willing to acknowledge your your current circumstance and as long as you are willing to change those circumstances and not use those as an excuse for yourself. Oh, the reason why you're not doing this is because this. Or the reason this isn't happening is because of this. Or it's not my fault. It's because of that. that's not what we need to do in this life, guys. So um, let me uh, just get back on track here. So, um, yeah, so I got here, man. Uh, I, I have put in these hours of working. So then, uh, you know, but I had just really, you know, just uh thought of like took time to reflect and thought about all the things I had endured and I just knew I I wasn't leaving basic training unless I had that uh unless I had my patch unless I earned my stripes as a soldier I I, I just wasn't doing it I I knew I couldn't do it that those are some better words I couldn't do it because it might have been my 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 decision to come here but I knew that going forward I would I would motivate my little cousins. Because I wasn't the only one sleeping on that floor. And I'm not the only one sleeping on the floor. And I, I won't be the only one that slept on the floor before. There are little kids out there right now sleeping on floors and going through exactly what I went through. So I knew my work ethic would really motivate my cousins. If I came back there anything but victorious, then my little co- I wanted my little cousins to look up to me. I wanted, I wanted to be that superhero for my little cousins, you know. So I, I I put in that work, man. I I got through basic training, you know, and uh, and then it was a point where I kind of like hit a wall, because I had put in so much work in basic, you know. I had I had done this and achieved this and done that, um, but I was the only one 
in my company to um score to score 300 and in the military a 300 is a perfect uh score on a physical fitness test and um and at the end of the at the end of the first part of basic training cuz I went to OSET so the first part was basic training then a the second part is your job training so like as far as if you don't go combat MOS you will go to basic training and then you will go to another base for AIT OSET is basically where you um stay at one base the whole entire time have the same drill sergeant so um yeah at the at the end of the cycle of basic training I was the Ironman. I, I I held the gold flag and everything, but I hit a wall because towards the end of the second cycle or our um job training, I I was still the the only guy in my company with a three hundred until the last PT test. So my I have a friend, uh my boy Juice. Um uh he goes by Juice, but his name's Hankinson. That's his last name, whatever. Um but man, he was really struggling with the run. Um but he was a he's a I'm telling you, this guy's an athlete. He's he's a phenomenal guy. Uh but he he really came to me about uh trying to help him with his run so he can max out his run and get a three hundred PT score. Um and that was like that was my closest friend in basic training. It was him, my uh my boy Holmes, and then my boy Xavi, and then I had another boy, Sacafio, and then yeah, yeah, one more, Sedino. Uh but my closest ones were uh obviously Hankinson, as I told you guys, and Holmes and uh and uh Xavi. But um yeah, so Hankinson came Juice came to me, whatever Hankinson came to me about his run and I really helped this man. Uh we run around the track. We ran like it was like a couple of days before the PT test and I told this guy what we're gonna do on this track. We had free time to go on the track, so we ran two miles. Uh no, we didn't run two miles, we ran four miles. We ran four miles because what I what I had told to him, I told him, um you have to realize that uh, if you want something bad enough, you got to realize that it requires the work to be put in. And I told him, I said, uh, I said, why Why did you join the military? Why did you come to basic? And he was telling me his story and everything. And uh, it's just a phenomenal story. And he was telling me as, uh, the same thing. He wanted his little cousins to look up to uh, to him as that hero coming from this terrible situation that they're currently in. You know, they wanted he wanted to be that light for them. So, um, I told him, all right, we're, what we're going to do, we're going to run two miles. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's what I told him. We we didn't run two miles, guys. We ran four miles and he wanted to give up so bad. He wanted to just stop running, but he didn't. And I pushed him. I pushed him so hard. I pushed him extremely hard. Come, come PT test time. He aced it. He got a 300 score. And, um, and at, at the time, you know, because he got a 300 score and then he go uh long story short he went on to win the um the Ironman of the of OSET and at at the time I was you know I was frustrated I was I was extremely mad cuz I was the only one that had a 300 PT score and the Ironman is the best so the best physical fit soldier in the in the company and I was the only one to have a 300 on every single PT test that we took I never got lower than 300 and then he got his first 300 and he won it but at the time I was, you know, I was kind of a little frustrated, but what I, what I realized, what I had came to realize is that it, it doesn't matter that I didn't get that award because I didn't fail myself. I, I, I worked hard at everything that I'd done there and I got the score that I deserved. And, um, you know, and I felt, I, I realized that 
my 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 boy Hangison, man, he really did make some uh some really good progress, and he he worked hard just as it just like I did. That's why we were so close. We worked our butt off in there, man. He's a phenomenal guy, and I'm glad that he won that award because what that taught him was because when I talked to him, I realized that you know he wanted to win that award to show people and to really prove himself that he can really work hard and he can really do what he wants. Although he had that mindset, you know, but by him winning that award, that really elevated this elevated.